welcome everyone to the back forecast this is episode one um i know that we've been doing a lot of spotify and like instagram reels but this is going to be our first youtube episode um and this is purely an arsenal versus united preview uh we have a few united fans and we have a few arsenal fans here so it's a, it's be a really good debate let's just start with the segments uh i'm gonna flow through uh the the ppt now so segment one, we have sort of like a recap of Arsenal and United, their seasons, how how everything is going on, how um, United's been performing, how Arsenal's been performing. I want to go straight straight away to the new boys. Um, so they've, I know that like this season has been um, sort of like good or bad. I'm not sure how you want to call it. Uh, from an Arsenal point of view, we both have the same points. I think United have six points and Arsenal have seven points. But the whole vibe around both clubs have been slightly different than, let's say, Tottenham, who have seven points. The, the vibes there are like so good right now. But before right. the new season, let's go back one season back. Uh, last season, a trophy and third place finish. Sounds really amazing. How was it for you? How did you experience last season? Yeah, I mean, last season was really good considering all the sagas that were going around, you know, the whole Ronaldo scene and then the whole Mason Greenwood scene, you know, that's been a thing with United. Exterior factors always, you know, come into the play, but whatever. And on top of that, there was a new manager. So, given all the factors, I think United did really, really have a good season. I mean, the last season was a great one for us. So, yeah, and I mean, of course, we need to improve on many, many things. But yeah, I think. Especially after the Fergie era, it was one of our best seasons last season. Obviously, the Mourinho Europa season was the best. But yeah, I think many positives and Ten Hag's doing a good job. Yeah, um, I, I would agree with that. Nihal, do you think uh, yeah, last season was probably your best season after Fergie's uh, uh, Van Persie season? We could say so. And they've mentioned this, right? Like, considering the weird sagas that we had, like Ronaldo... We benched our own captain. Like Harry Maguire started as a captain, and he never started many games. And uh, they we don't mention his name, like sort of like Lord Voldemort, but you know who and his saga and all that is happening yeah, around, around the club, right? So it, there were a lot of weird things happening with United where easily we could have buckled and like, and even the fan base could have accepted a failure of a season. But rising from that, and Eric Ten Hag doing what he did landing us in the top four, giving us a trophy. I think it's very fruitful. And for the first time, we know that always United was one step forward, two steps backward. This time, it feels like one step forward and there could be another step forward. What do you exactly. think, Dave? I mean, absolutely. And not to forget, we could have had the second trophy as well had we won the FA Cup finals. But yeah, it's less talked about because it is United. But yeah, it is honestly a great achievement. If, you know, Arsenal in the present state win one trophy and finish third, I think it'll actually be a good season for them. But just because it's United, expectations are always higher. People really undervalue, I mean, our achievements last season. But whatever, people are going to laugh about Carabao Cup. But yeah, all in all, I genuinely think it was a good positive season last season. Something to build on. Okay. Um, good point about Arsenal. Then I'm going to bring an Arsenal fan right into this. Uh, Anmesh, what do you think about that... Uh, that uh... Uh, statement there, like if if Arsenal were uh, third and finished with the Carabao Cup, would you consider that a successful season compared to the season that you guys had or we had last year, uh, coming second and almost winning the title? Okay, we won the title, 
uh, you wouldn't have one more trophy. It's the same with Africa, right? Okay, yeah. I totally agree to everything both sides and they've said. Until that very point where they're like, if Arsenal had won it, they would have had a great season. I think we still had a great season. We had an amazing season. And uh, I remember, like, I've been following club, the club for, like, 20 years now. And there have been ups and downs, mostly downs, and, like, major ones. But, uh, like, last season, every match, my whole YouTube timeline was full of, like, just football, right? Arsenal interviews, random people just talking about Arsenal, right from, like, newbies to, like, experts doing all of those things. And every match just gave us a sense of, uh, you know, pride towards the team play. So, I feel like United was great last season, given all the circumstances, but it was still carried by one man. Uh, and I did not rate him until last season, but he was magnificent. And that was Marcus Rashford, of course. So this season, we need to see like whether they can uh, you know, distribute the goals around the team. And they definitely have a very strong team, uh, for sure. Good manager, good momentum going on. But I think uh, I think we're still on a different league. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm not really worried about, worried about that. Okay, uh, interesting, interesting points, Animesh. Bumsi, getting you in now. Uh, Animesh mentioned that Rashford sort of like a one-man team last last year. Would you agree with that, or do you think that's just like a hyperbole? I mean, somebody has to create the chances for him to score that one-man goal, exactly. right? Yeah, it's it's not a one-man effort for sure. Dude, yeah, I mean, boys were talking about the season recap. I can't believe we didn't have a manager, dude, last season after Ole. Some consultant dude was in there. <laughs> like for that, like, <laughs> like literally, like for the longest time, I and mean, there was like no stability. No one knew what the starting level looked like. Club club was in like little shambles. Uh, yeah, I think they were they were the lowest point I've seen you know in the last maybe half a decade in the last five years. Post pandemic, uh, we all considered Ronaldo scored insane. A lot of good things also came out, but. I think that was like the tipping point. You know, like, enough is enough, and we like, need to find the new direction. And Arsenal was a big part of it for United to take that decision. They would have found most off gap solutions, but they saw clubs around them, you know, building a system, they're, they're reaping the fruits of it, they're getting in youth players, giving them more chances, and, you know, like, and it's like if you remove the pressure of performance a little bit, like if United, it's almost impossible to do that. Just because of the expectations of the fan base, but yeah, that's that's very good. That's like very important for like United to take that step. Yeah, good point. Um, I feel like your point about Rashford is right that there should be people. I mean, there are other players who create for him. Um, but Animesh is also right to say that the most of the goals have been from Rashford, and distribution of goals is important this season. Um. Getting on from that same point, Dave, do you think United have done enough in the transfer market to sort of distribute goals um, and even like um, even like show up their midfield? Do you think enough is done? Do you think more can I be mean, done? To be honest, not at all. If you see our starting 11 on paper, it is a very strong starting 11. But then when you see our bench, it's almost like a joke. It's ridiculous. If one Bruno Fernandes is injured or if one Casemiro is injured, we literally do not have anyone to back them up. Obviously, we do have Mount now, but we, we do need a lot more depth than what we have right now. Like, imagine right now, Luke Shaw is injured and Dalo is, ha- is having to play left-back. I mean, obviously, I'm excited to see Dalo play left-back in that Cancelo type of a role where he's inverted. But, I mean, we literally do not have a backup right now. Malasia is injured as well. So, I think, you know, probably three more signings 
would be a good scene for us and also not to mention our right winger a backup to anthony specifically a left footed right winger is really essential now that it's confirmed that greenwood as well as not coming back a right a left footed right winger would really really be crucial that, that's a good point nihal do you think um, i mean i i doubt if united are going to make three more sound signings but if you if you if let's say there is one more signing coming in in the next week which one do you think united would prioritize and which one you want them to prioritize that's a very tough question right like before if you asked me this question one week before we did not have that left back crisis so there were only two problem areas like center midfield and we know that like right wing and they one more thing is that like varan could be injured right now right so right. we have like three center backs in our squad so this is a squad which is getting battered and the cracks are there for everyone to see right honestly like nirav you said hypothetical scenario i'd make three signings just go get one full back one center midfielder and one center back as cover uh, honestly but i think the biggest of these three positions that we need to prioritize is the center midfield like we should get that amrabat deal out of the way because he is that yeah. sort of like midfielder that we need that profile um someone who is sitting next to casemiro like defensively minded i really love uh, sabitzer and sabitzer's role last season and i feel like amrabat is an upgrade on sabitzer so that role kind of suits us it's a lot of workload heavy role and we need that kind of midfielder we don't have right now one right now yeah good answer um going from like a team with a midfield dearth to going from a team to which has abundance of midfielders um animes do you think arsenal have done enough in the transfer window um getting in declan rice um now you have three three number 6 um havertz whose position is unclear and uh timber unfortunately who got uh, an acl and will be out for the season yeah i mean i think we did pretty good business so we were super unlucky with timber and the way it happened and, and also the time right it was literally the first match and he was telling in a probably a controversial opinion but probably would have ended up replacing uh, zinchenko for like you know for at least in the short term until zinchenko kind of like actually threw him off the team right so I think that was super unfortunate. Other than that, Havertz, I don't believe he's a bad player. I don't feel like he. Uh, I think he's still learning. He's short on confidence. He's trying to figure out his role. And also, I feel like there's a lot of uh, communication gap between our left side, right? Like players on the left side. So, Jaka used to be someone who used to sit back and provide a platform for Martinelli to just go run wild on the defenders and do his thing. Uh, right now. in even in yesterday's match i think there were two or three situations where martinelli could have just easily slid havertz in to one goal could have scored narrative would be different but i think there's a lot of uh, like you know communication that needs to happen between on our left side as it does on our right side so i'm not disappointed with havertz i'm just like giving him some time to like you know actually go on his like against him but i think he's he'll be fine and declan rice i mean but there's nothing more to be added you need know, needs to be added for declan rice he's probably like one of the best central midfielders out there in the league today uh, up amongst like you know with any name that you want to throw for sure uh given timber's injury i feel like we would have gone for a saka backup uh, we should have gone for a saka backup i feel like we still need to but given timber's injury i think uh, one someone who can you know just provide some backup in our defense especially that rob holding is going to go most probably dion is going to go so i think there is some room for one more player in the back line and then hope that nelson kind of provides whatever we need from you know back as a backup for saka 
But I think we are, I think we should go there. Yeah. Uh, you, I have a question for you. Uh, I heard from Anime said, do you think you guys have enough options in the midfield? Uh, you'll be playing a lot of games this, this year. A lot of uh, competitions. Uh, injuries are going to play a big part. United are still struggling with it. We, of course, we don't have a squad there. Do you think Arsenal's equipped to do that this season? Um, I think retaining Jorginho and having Parthi, having Rice, we are stacked at six. Um, eight is kind of like a slippery slope here because we don't know where Havertz plays and if he's going to be able to like get that into the head. Now, with Havertz, the thing is that he's been playing centre-forward for three years. To condition someone who's been playing centre-forward in a very dysfunctional team who randomly won the Champions League... Uh, it's weird to convert him into midfield and like use his strengths there. I'm pretty sure he has a talent. I see the vision that Arteta has, but it's just going to be slightly hard for him to um, adapt to that role. Now, comes coming to the transfers, I think we're set. I think we've bought more than we are like we have in long long time. I don't. I do not think we are going to be buying more players. I don't want to raise my expectations there. There always can be more players to be bought. But I think at this point, uh, we have to be happy with the squad that we have and we have to find internal solutions. Um, mixing in more people just won't necessarily be right. We should. Uh, we have a lot of academy players, I'm sure Anime should know about, who can fill up that timber role. Uh, I know it's going to be tough for academy players to do that, but we have some who can maybe make that next step. And with, with such an experienced squad, maybe they'll be, they'll be the solution that we need. Yeah, did you call party a center mid? I think is I like him as a right back more, bro. Like maybe no, he should just play this. No, I think it's a high IQ to understand Arteta ball. And also, <laughs> and also like we, it's shift to right back once we have a Lenny back who need a conveniently missed. Yeah. We have Lenny too, so he can like play against championship teams and like can't walk up and pick up. So I think Lenny, bro, Mohammed and Lenny, Mohammed and Lenny. You forgot him. Amazing. He's still here. Yeah, 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 still here. Yeah, <laughs> he can he can recycle more if nothing else. Inshallah, he'll come back one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, one one random digress. The thing is, I feel like squad depth is more important this season than any other season because every game we have twelve extra minutes now on an average. That yeah. expands your like season by seven additional games. Like you need that squad depth. You need to have five. Did you do that calculation, or did you read it somewhere? I read it somewhere. Like on an average, okay. it'll increase the games to like seven extra games if you're considering twelve games per every minute, which is extra time added on right now. And if you're playing like a smaller team, it it could go up, right? Like if some time wasting team. So it's really important to have those five subs, five options off your bench, and to have that squad depth. And I think Todd Bowley has already thought through all of this and like bought an inflated squad and we are playing catch-up. But squad depth is extremely important. I, I think United will suffer in one of those in that area this season because we don't have that squad right now. Yeah. Um, but your first 11 uh, is good. So combined 11 will be a fun activity to do. Um, okay, just switching this just, up a just, little bit. I'm. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say just one quick thing here about squad depth, right? Like, obviously, we uh, we do have, like, quite a few players, Arsenal, that is. But I was just looking at City's squad, right? City's bench. I wouldn't trade that bench for our bench. Like, I don't think they... I know it's not one City, but, like, 
and they have Debrona out, Stones, and like one more uh, Kanji out or whatever it is. But I wouldn't still trade that bench for our bench. I think we have a pretty good support depth. It's just that players need to play now. Uh, but yeah, let's see how I that goes. I would trade their, uh, their season-ending position with ours, though. I don't think I don't think you would do that after this after the end of this season. Oh, I think you. The would, confidence. Yeah. Amazing. Even after yesterday, huh? Okay, cool. Um, switching this up a little bit, I want to ask the United boys two questions, all of, all of you guys. The first question is going to be, who's um, Arsenal's best signing this summer? And the second one will be a position where Arsenal need to fill and maybe a player who Arsenal need. And same thing I'm going to do with us. Uh, with us. So uh, let's start with Dave. Um, first question, who uh, is Arsenal's best signing? And Brief why? I mean, has to be a Declan Rice. All the prospective signings about United that we are talking about, all we literally need is a Declan Rice. Someone to stay back with Casemiro, you know, support him. We don't want Casemiro to be left literally alone when Mount and Bruno both go ahead attacking. So I think, hands down, Declan Rice has to be the best Arsenal signing. And obviously, such an important position. You had like Gwyneth Zaka earlier, who used to play the similar box-to-box kind of a role. But yeah, I think Declan Rice has to be the best Arsenal signing this season. Probably one of the best signings in the Premier League. But yeah. Yeah, uh, good answer. Um, next question is, if there's one gap, one place where you would think Arsenal would need to strengthen and maybe a player in mind. I would have told the number 9 position, but Eddie Nketiah is genuinely playing well this season. So, I think he could be a good backup to Gabby Jesus or vice versa. Both could just complement each other. But if at all, I think, I mean, if at all there would be another position that Arsenal would have to fill, it would be the good, proper, reliable number 9 who's going to score in almost every game. Any players in mind? I mean... You know, someone like a Mitrovic, I mean, obviously he's gone to Al-Halal, but you know, someone who, a player like Mitrovic, who's physically strong and, you know, he just gives room for Saka and Martinelli to, you know, play around in the wings. Whenever the ball is put in, you have a strong physical presence like a Mitrovic, yeah. just an example, but, you know, obviously he's gone. So, you know, a proper number nine. Yeah, um, I have one in mind. He plays for Chelsea, recently was Inter Milan, um, really good player, yeah, Romelu. Uh, keep him away Um, again uh, same question Nihal real quick um, two questions uh, Arsenal's best signing and uh, a position I think the best signing unfortunately got injured so I'm just not gonna steer clear away from that I I would agree but uh, uh, I don't think it's Rice and I could get a lot of hate for this but I think he's basic and I'm waiting for him to prove me wrong. But I think the best signing for them so far is David Raya. The reason why is I think Ramers is in decline and I think it's an insanely genius of a move for them to like go and grab Raya in the last minute because I think Arteta saw the decline coming in and very soon Raya is going to replace Ramsdale. So I think Raya is your best signing and he hasn't even played a minute but I'm so confident that he's going to be your best I see. I see Animesh like slyly smiling at that. Like, he absolutely 100% disagrees with everything that came out of your mouth. Each <laughs> and everything. I don't think I agree with anything at all from that. I mean, probably stemming, stemming from but, the fact that Ramsdale considered a silly goal yesterday. But, I mean, to go on and analyze it, there was a lot of things wrong there and all of that. And I do agree that, yeah, 
Like he has an error in him somewhere, but I think he brings a lot of personality to the team. And there's a lot of other things that he adds. So, but hey, I wouldn't complain if Ryan replaces him. After all, it's Ryan. So you know, I would be happy yeah. either way. Um, yeah, let's go to Wamsi real quick. Uh, do you agree with uh, Dave or, or Nihal? Yeah, dude. I mean, if he, if he does have heard enough of me and my friend on this podcast. You know, yeah. He was the player for United to go to the United Simping uh, for him. The, the thing is, like, he's going to change the way uh, Arsenal play at the back, like, straight out of the back. Uh, he's really good at, like, defensive actions. Uh, he can come out, he can sweep, keep. Uh, that all the numbers that are light in the defense right now, Raya can make up just with his ball player ability. He's that good. But I still want to go Declan Rice. He hasn't played lone pivot yet for somebody who played 120 million. I'd love to see him play lone pivot, but it looks like he's still integrating into the field and only two games in. I expect him to come to every game I see he has the highest tackle in the game, which is nuts. So yeah, I know he's really good, he's capable. That's why the that he can win those duels and I think it's changing the way Arsenal play. And that's the reason why he why he plays uh, lone. I mean, we don't play lone pivot. We play like a deep line um, yeah. in in defense and attack. We play sort of like a pivot. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's doing what he was brought here to do and not something that he's uh, that we thought he will do like number eight. But yeah, but going I to animation. in CL games. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we'll yeah, That's everyone's interested in that. Um, let's go to United. Let's go to Animesh. Uh, opinions on their best signing and a place where they they have to strengthen. Oh, if this sign Johnny Evans, I think that dude is going to kill it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be it's gonna, probably going to be. To be honest, I don't rate the striker that they've signed yet. I mean, I rate him for like three years from now. Not yet. I feel like. Money could have been spent elsewhere. Like if they had gotten ahead and uh, went for Kane, got him, and then Hoyland with him, I think Hoyland would have been great. But right now I'm like a little iffy. So not them, not him. Mount, I mean he's he's in the habits board for me. He needs to prove a lot of things. So I would go for Onana, especially because like the way he, uh, like they want to play out from the back. David De Gea was a great shortstop, and I feel like he gets uh, ridiculed for you know a lot of wrong reasons, but he was still not a player who could play out from the back, right? So I think it just gives them a different dimension, just ping it up the ping it up to the striker or just play from the back, construct plays that way. So I think he'll be transformative. I won't say he'll be it'll work or not, because probably it should have been I mean, I won't say sent out because that'd be controversial and I don't believe that. But that definitely was a penalty against Wolves. And uh, he hasn't you know, he's a little bit brash about going, uh, you know, with, with goalkeeping, his goalkeeping. So, let's see how that turns out, but he'll definitely be transformative. And, uh, yeah, if he gets the right support from the defense, like, for example, uh, what what's his name? I also forgot his name. Uh, Maguire. He never plays for United again. I think he'd be fine. All right. Um, did you name someone, uh, a position where he, uh, where United can strengthen? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think... To be honest, I feel like Casemiro is running out of legs. So I would say either Mount kind of like picks up his thing and drops back defense because Bruno is also a very creative player. I was looking at a clip, KDB named Bruno more creative than uh, Madison and Bodyguard, uh, right? And I do believe what he says because it's KDB, right? Like he's a player, he knows the game, he has played the league. So 
I do believe him, and I do see the creative aspect of Bruno Fernandez. But Bruno Fernandez is also very sulky when the game is going south. So you need someone to support Casemiro because people are just running past United's midfield like like anything. And Mount is definitely not doing anything to to help him. So maybe someone in the central midfield. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure about Amrabat. If Amrabat is going to replace Mount, then maybe yes. But if it's going to be where you give Casemiro a rest, then I don't know if he's done pretty well in the World Cup and he's 27, 28 years old, nobody has gone after him. So there is a reason for that, right? So I don't, I wouldn't bank on that signing. Maybe someone much more like similar in terms to, to, to Casemiro. Yeah, I think that'll be, that'll be something that they need. Okay, awesome. Great point, boys. Um, yeah, let's go to the third. What do you think, bro? I'm I'm emceeing for these first two segments. Let me do that. <laughs> Fuck you. We need, we need uh, opinions. <laughs> uh, okay, best signing, Onana, 100%. Uh, De Gea, different dimension to De Gea. So, I mean, the, the change of game, the change of play, everything is going to be completely different now. So, best signing that. A position that you can fill, agree with all of you guys. Um, defensive midfield, but I also agree with uh, with Dave when he says uh, Anthony's backup, right wing, left footed right winger would be pretty good. Um, you could have gotten Kudus. Kudus is left uh, footed, right? Um, yeah, he, he was the one which Arsenal were looking at, uh, Brighton were looking at, and West Ham got him. So, that could have been a good one. Uh, but now, I'm not sure how many left wing, left footed right wingers are there in world football who would go up, who would take United up a level. Um, so... Musa Diaby was one and he went to Villa. Yeah, everyone's being bought. Yeah, everyone has been bought. So. I would actually go one step further. I would say yeah. that they don't need a backup for Anthony. They need a replacement for Anthony. Uh, but yeah, that's one of those things that I strongly believe. One I don't think he's debate. out there. Yeah, he's not up there. But yeah. anyway... I mean, we we've, we've had uh, Nihal also believe in the same thing, not like not believe in Anthony at all. Yeah. But uh, um, and, uh, yeah, I think Bumsi yes. is uh, giving him time. <laughs> yesterday's game, yesterday's game really is helping me get optimistic about Anthony. Uh, and I think one podcast back, we have said something very profound, which enlightened me. It's like Anthony. Whenever Anthony plays bad, United play bad. Like whenever Anthony plays well, United play really well. Like so, there is some synergies that are happening. Maybe the entire squad dynamic and personnel is suffering. Uh, but let's see. We'll reserve that. For I just us. feel yeah, like the, the system, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like he needs to press from the from that side of the pitch. If he doesn't yeah. press, then they, they just run through the midfield. I feel like I just feel like how we see football and. Yeah, um, I'm saying uh, uh, how we see football and how Ten Hag is seeing his system. I think he's pretty happy with uh, Anthony, like how he keeps uh, the width and he how what he does, how he drops back. Uh, I know we see football in like an output terms, and we want someone to be direct and creative because we're seeing seeing it. We want them to make actions, uh, do something when they're on the ball. But I guess Ten Hag sees it. You know, there's a reason that he paid so much for him and there is a reason that he keeps starting him but then time will tell if if he's gonna make any difference for, for us um okay going on to the next uh thing i want to ask real quick this is going to be super brief we've already over given our time uh let's start with dave what is just in terms of words what is a successful season for ten Hag this year and i want it to be like written here and like i want it to be noted down because anything below that we'll call you out <laughs> okay so a successful season, this season would be again 
at least go for both the domestic trophies, which is the Carabao and the FA, and obviously a Champions League qualification. To be honest, considering the rebuild United are in right now, that would be a good season. Basically, a replica of last season, but you know we want to see better quality of football, better gameplay, better plans. I I think that would be a good season for us, and obviously Champions League probably at least try to get to the quarterfinals. Try, I mean that's way too optimistic, but yeah. Okay, Champions League quarterfinal, maybe like finals of both domestic cups, at least one, and Champions League yeah. qualification. Um, I mean, and at least one trophy. I mean, beat Carabao, beat FA, at least one trophy, and you know, probably yeah, everything else just remains the same. Remains the same. Yeah, uh, Nehal. Exactly what Dave said. I last season I enjoyed because we were in like multiple competitions, playing so deep into the season. I want a similar repeat. I just want us to be. competing for trophies we know that like league is tough so top four finish is good uh in terms of champions league i think just getting out of the group is like a litmus test because every time we went back into champions league we dropped out of the groups in the past and this time i just want us to get out of the groups get the feel of it have a february fixture just for the fans amazing uh bamsi same thing Dude, I feel like we should win the FA Cup this year, man. Just letting City win and going to that that treble was just too much. Like it was in our hands. Right. Like, and it it was there. The game was there, dude. Like the game was there. Like all ninety minutes, United were there. Just quality, man. Just quality on the City squad. Uh, this this year, City don't look as strong. Weirdly, hard, hard. You know, that's what we said last year. Yeah, weird shit to say, but uh, we should win the FA Cup and uh, qualify for top four. I think that will be a good season. No other expectations other than that. Vamsi just wants the quota to go into Community Shield, bro. I I hope you guys yeah. don't win the FA Cup because uh, this is the only thing Arsenal have anymore. The most number of FA Cups. I don't want United getting close to that. Um, Animesh, uh, Wait, a successful have... season for Arsenal. This is a very very tricky question to Arsenal fans. What is a successful season for Arteta? Do you think they he must win the Premier League? No quotation think... must. No, I think nobody, nobody must win the Premier League until Guardiola is here, right? Like he, Guardiola must win the Premier League, like because he's Guardiola, right? You can, I, Arsenal can win the Premier League for sure. I think they have a better chance than last year. I wouldn't call coming second a failure, even if it is without a trophy, right? If we make a good Champions League run and we come second and we run close, I think it'll be, it'll be, it's just be, it's a stage in evolution, right? Carling Cup, I don't really care. I just want our kids to play, play in the way uh, Ethan Wanyi, Miles Kelly, all of those you know kids that need minutes, play them. Uh, FA Cup, of course, as you said, we have the most FA Cups, but also we have the uh, the invincible season, right? Like the thing that we always go back to, we Arsenal fans. So uh, we still on course to have another one. So hopefully, hopefully we can reach closer to that. Yeah, the eternal, the eternal optimistic in me would always believe until we lose. But yeah. obviously, we know that as well. Yeah, I like it. Stay you know, optimistic. What do you think is the successful um, season for Arsenal? Top four, um, top two, top mm. two, um, Champions League quarterfinals, and um, cup runs. I don't really. It doesn't really matter. But uh, top four and co- definitely Champions League quarterfinal. Top two, I mean, I keep saying top four. Top two, nothing more than two. Third is going to be disappointing in my head with the amount of money that yeah. we spend. 
And it's weird. And right? the like, process we're at. Both of us do not rate the governance at all. Like, we're like, okay, yeah, just pin them. I would love, I would love it. It's just that, like, I have, like, we have been a cup team, man. Yeah, like, all, exactly. the, all my life that I've supported Arsenal, I've just seen them win two things. That is FA Cup and Community Shield. Now, yeah. I think it's time for change, bro. I agree. Completely. It's, it's, it's time that we... You get one of the big ones. Yeah, I don't want an yeah, open bus for, for an FA Cup victory. I just don't want that. Yeah. would you trade a dog fight to finish fourth and a semi-final in Champions League? Semi-final loss. Semi-final loss in Champions League or dog fight to finish no. fourth? Dog fight to finish fourth, like literally okay. last and play. semi-final and Champions League semi-final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would Champions yeah, League you... semi-final. I would take it. I would fucking take it over second. I don't. I would take it, bro. That would be the one of the best nights of my life. Like, straight yeah. up. Champions League final and outside of top four, I'll take it. Oh, no, mate. No, Champions no. League win and relegation, I'll take it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Honestly, I'll take We'll come back. We'll win the championship. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. We need, the, we need one. We need zero to one. You know? Um, all right, next, let's go to the next segment real quick. Um, this is basically tactics. We're going to do this quite quickly because we, we spend a lot of time in the first segment. Um, this is a cross segment where I'm going to ask, uh, basically Animesh about United and, um, the United boys about, uh, um, Arsenal, um, here I want Nihal to be sort of like in like from uh, on the Arsenal side, and uh, I'm going to ask him about United because we wanted to want to division. So starting with um, quick, these are quick answers. Starting with Dave, who are you most scared of facing in the Arsenal team next week? Saka, Bukayo Saka. Sorry, are we connected? Hello? Yeah, 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 we connected. Sorry, it's just a drop back. Um, so I I was saying uh, that we're we're on segment two. Um, mm-hmm. I I wanted to have like a quick fire thing here because uh, we want to keep it within time. So Dave, I'm going to ask you a question: Who are you most scared of facing in the Arsenal team next week? Has to be Bukayo Saka. Any particular reason? To be honest, considering our drawbacks, because like we already discussed, we do not have Luke Shaw, so we do not have a proper left back to contain Bukayo Saka. On top of that, the kind of form he is in right now, I mean, he he could he could be a threat any day. Yeah, that's a that's a good answer. Um, going to Animesh, um, quickly, how do you think United would set up um, formation, and uh, would would there be any changes? I think there definitely would be changes. I think Varane is injured. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there, but I think he came off injured. I don't know if he's going to play. He's going to make it or not. So there's going to be that change. I feel like they'll be set up a little bit more defensively, uh, and it'll go, it's mostly going to be like a smash and grab game for them. Like they'll defend and they'll be on counter attack, which I think they are brutal at. Rashford will 100% score, like he really does score all the time. So I'm keeping him in my FPL team, making him a captain. So we just need to score too. I don't think we can do it at the Emirates, but I think United would definitely be set up more uh, like a counter attacking team with Casemiro probably. Uh, you know, I have a funny, funny feeling that Scott McTominay, if he's still there, he might come in just to give that solidify, uh, just to solidify the midfield, and then Eriksson, uh, Fernandez probably on the wing, and Rashford up top with Anthony supporting on the other wing, and then uh, Eriksson playing as a ten. I feel like they might just set up like that. Yeah, that's a that's a good thought. Um, 
going to nihal um this question is for you bro short answer what are your thoughts on ten hag ha- till now the season and is is he better than arteta if like what's do you do you believe that and if so why i think it's a very close marginal difference uh, purely because of the amount of time that arteta spent at arsenal uh because he spent more time he knows his squad better he's made some changes that he needed to make ten hag is just getting into the grips of it so i think if we compare like for like i think they're still very neck and neck because arteta didn't have that much budget to spend in his second season ten hag went and spent a lot of money like to build, to bring up his squad to speed but there is that time variable that the amount of time that he spent there uh so in short the answer is inconclusive for me i can't tell if ten hag is better than arteta or not um the other thing is that uh ten hag sometimes not sometimes ten hag away day to a big team has always underwhelmed performed very poorly his teams have conceded goals like uh, look clearly the second best and this is his chance for redemption he already failed once at spurs he can't let that same story repeat this season so he has to go out to uh, emirates and put out a strong performance just so that like fan base has a belief that he has it under control and we're not going to be one of those teams that are accepting defeat on an away day at the top team right so that's all yeah good answer um uh, this question i'm going to ask to myself it's basically united's one main weakness and one main strength um I think they've mentioned that that uh, that he's scared of Bukayo Saka so I would say the weakness here is definitely at left back I don't know who's going to play at left back but that's the that's where Bukayo Saka has to step up he already has a goal against United uh, a banger so I would hope that he could replicate that and uh, that's something that I want him to do I want Saka to go on that uh, right hand side and cause havoc to the United left back um that's that's my one main weakness for united one major strength here is um i know you guys are going to laugh at me but i'm going to say anthony and the the <laughs> the reason that i say this is because firstly from an arsenal perspective we don't have um uh, we don't have tommy asu for this game he is at a red card I don't know how fit Zinchenko is but even if let's say Zinchenko is at 100% fitness I don't think defensively he has the ability to to stop someone like Anthony I know Anthony has been wasteful but I think that like in this game he will be up for it he's he's been having a uh, uh, not so decent of a uh, yeah Nehal you're asking two yellows is one suspension yes it is I think Tommy's is back yeah I think Tommy's back Tommy's back. Yeah, he missed Fulham, right? So he saw this suspension. Look at the smile on your face. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh change that. Uh I think Tommy will contain Anthony. Um Okay. Where, where does this go then? Uh I would yeah, I mean then Marcus because Marcus has been like our nemesis uh since since the 2016 17 when he made his debut, he scored two goals against Arsenal, I remember, when we were almost going to win the league. after we beat leicester uh welbeck scored and then the next game we had against united which we had to win and then louis van hal brings in marcus rashford and he scores a brace um since then he's been like sort of like our nemesis last season even though we won that game he scored a banger against us which was out of nowhere so yeah i would say rashford is the one major strength that i'm going to look for in united all right awesome um let's go to vamsi <laughs> Is there any player from Arsenal who you're going to take in your team currently? 
interesting i i Yeah, because yeah. we saw in three season, right? All of us were there. We wouldn't take it, of course. I almost forgot about that. I almost forgot about that. Take it back. We need revenge for that day, man. Yeah, as we set up, I think Sancho comes into this team. I think he's going to start the same game that we played at Indian. Weirdly, without Shaw. Of course, Dalo in that inverted right Maybe even Johnny Evans close to now. So, so you're going to play Menu. ஒரு on card like the butcher was he was just going to deal and then he's just going to fuck people up now nah, dude don't do that um although arteta wanted to buy him for left back i think that's a good solution but who do you have at left left center back i think lindelof covered for licha when we licha was out for the last 10 games and he's a decent cover he has pace if varan's fit i think varan lindelof and licha should be the solution because we should not go for like too much fluidity against arsenal at arsenal we should try to contain and like hit them on the counters that always work for the united so i wouldn't change it awesome um going to animesh uh, is there one player from united who you going to take in uh, your team in arsenal basically rashford i'll take him i will take him for sure as a backup to martinelli but i will take him <laughs> i was waiting for that <laughs> yeah no, i think rashford is nice i i genuinely did not rate rate rashford before last season and I, not that i didn't rate the player it was mostly like i always feel he underachieved before last season and he had so many managers there's so much turn around in, in the managerial position that he never could get nobody could get best out of him and then he's one of those players who needs a shoulder around his uh or a hand around his shoulders and kind of like you know given support and he proved all the critics including me uh, wrong last season so i think yeah i'll take him awesome great um two segments what? complete Yeah. one question to nirav like a surprise question hmm. which is not on the board um hmm. which team will take the loss hardest the hardest which team would it hit hard good question i think arsenal probably um one reason for that is we're playing at home straight up that's the that's one of the reasons secondly i think uh, with the all the all the uncertainty that's going on if if havertz starts and and he plays and we lose and he doesn't do much 
the next home game for him will be really toxic and we've seen with jaka we've seen with the we've seen arsenal crowd do they talk they become when they become toxic it's a cold kdb mentioned this in the same interview that animesh was talking about that how uh, he he put embrits in the third uh, most feared ground uh, out of three that means like the worst out of the other two i think he was asked was old trafford and i'm not sure i don't remember but the third he put emirates and he simply because he said that firstly city have a really good record there and um, secondly he said that when things go bad the whole crowd turns and it becomes cold and it becomes really really everyone's so anxious that you can feel it in the air so i think that's we're reaching that stage with habits right now where it could be uh, a really toxic atmosphere for them and he hasn't faced something like that at chelsea trust me like when arsenal become toxic it's it's hard for the player so uh, i it it's going to be really hard on specifically havertz arteta and and arsenal united can bounce back from that because ten hag is like you know balls of steel kind of dude i don't think he'll take defeat especially at arsenal emirates someone who finished second that badly so um yeah that's my answer also on the back of fulham right cool. also on the back of fulham like what happened 10 men scoring against us gabriel mm. not playing tactics yeah. nobody knows yeah. so i think and 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 united had a really good weekend where yeah. they came back so i mean they're 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 fine for now i think they're uh, at the point of the rebuild uh, losing at the emirates won't be such a disaster uh, but us not beating united at the emirates after the season we've had would sort of be like a disaster losing specifically draw i am not too sure who's going to but you you mentioned losing losing to united that'll be hard on us for sure um all right awesome uh nihal you want to take over segment number 3 yes we sir we have the fun segment we have start bench and sell now uh, i know that the the players in this are not particularly in the same position but think about it this way um when i mean start bench and sell i mean that who who do you think should deserves to be in the team second who do you think can be like a backup and you can get someone from the bench to replace him and third who do you think needs to be so can be sold within these three and you can get another is replaceable basically so um yeah go on hell uh nirav are we doing the cross or the same people like are the united boys doing the united thing or arsenal yeah, boys yeah so so how this is going to be is that united boys so now from now onwards vamsi uh, i mean nihal becomes the unbiased boy so he's completely unbiased nihal who do you support uh luton town luton town yes he supports luton town um dev and vamsi are uh, um, going to be together on this segment and the next segment as well me and animesh are going to be together on this segment so you guys have to decide together who to start bench yourself and uh, snt drive it all right for this new segment we have something called like start bench or sell and i have two arsenal boys here and two united boys here i'm going to ask them from these cohorts like who would they start bench or sell and the first cohort is something that is a very contentious spot in your in your squad right like there could eat all these three players are good enough for that one for that position but like you know it is very neck and neck and they have to perform to get there so first off i want to start with the arsenal boys and animesh and nirav uh you guys have to come to a consensus right like who do you start bench and sell between martinelli trossard and gabby jesus ah uh, um animesh do we do we want to definitely 
start Martinelli? I, I think I think there's there's no replacement for Martinelli in our squad. Like Derek to Derek. I think so, right? Yeah, yeah. With yeah. the season that he's have yeah. and the and the important importance to our system. Yeah. And plus also let's his, let's go with yeah. uh, his directness and like I think me and Animesh are going to be very aligned yeah, with yeah, this. Yeah. I think no, I don't uh, think so. But like yeah. let's see. <laughs> not the other two ones. But... Like you don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, I think okay. Martinelli awesome. starts for um, sure. So yeah, we're gonna start Martinelli. Mm-hmm. Um, this is now it gets hard. It yeah, gets hard. Uh, you want to bench? I mean, I'm thinking of benching Trossard and <laughs> sorry, benching Jesus. This can't ben- be. This can't <laughs> so be hard. so easy. This can't be so easy. We cannot. Agree. This can't be so easy, right? I mean, yeah. I'm. I in, in my head, I'm gonna bench Trossard and, and sell Jesus. I I agree. I agree. That's. I thought you would. I, you I thought you'd go the other way. To be very honest, that's why I was like, there's going to be disagreements. But uh, now we have habits. Yeah. I no, not not for that. You know what I mean? Not for that. I think we have Enketia. <laughs> Me saying that doesn't. We suit. have Eddie, but yeah. we have habits. Yeah. I think his his best position is CF still. So yeah. I think this is this would be this is the easy one for us, right? That we're. Uh, Selling Gabby Jesus. Yeah. It's so sad though, man. No, but like, like you know uh... what? You know what? I, I don't think I'm selling Gabby Jesus because of Havertz. I'm selling Gabby Jesus because I feel like uh, we need someone clinical, right? Like, look at City. City have been pathetic in the first three games. And by pathetic, I mean like they had the possession. They weren't creating. They weren't doing anything. It was just like this one beast of a guy comes up and just scores a banger in the first game. Second game, it was just like everything is being pinged to him. He has seven touches and then he assists. Uh, the other guy Alvarez, and then today again, he just—it's a simple header. So they—they're not really ruthless. I mean, they're not really uh, creating a lot of chances, but they're ruthless, and that is just because of one person. And I think that's what the league is going towards in terms of you know the strikers. If you look at uh, Newcastle, if you look at Liverpool, Darwin Nunez did a few things today. Uh, Chelsea, Nico Jackson again. Uh, Tottenham—I don't know where, what they are doing, so I'm not really concerned about them. But yeah, the league generally is moving towards a big powerhouse at the center, and I think that is what we also need uh, in our team to like you know make the next step. So that's why for me, Gabby is unfortunately goes away. All right, yeah. So Arsenal boys have spoken. They're going to start twenty G A Martinelli from last season. They're going to bench the super versatile Trossard, and they're unfortunately going to sell Lord and Savior Jesus. So we'll see how that plays out. And we'll see if it comes back to bite them. Uh, okay, moving on to Dave and Wamsi. This is easy, but not so easy in my head. So, but who am I? I'm a Luton Town fan. So, Anthony, Garnacho, Sancho, start, bench, sell. Dave and Wamsi, come to a consensus. What do you say, Wamsi? I mean, we should start with sell, sell Sancho. That's going to make our job yeah. easier. I swear to God, get some money, invest, buy a proper midfielder, maybe. I, I don't Ideally, you know, out of Anthony and Garnacho, I would really like to start Garnacho, but Rashford is at his best when he plays on the left. So, keeping that in mind, mm-hmm. I think Rashford on the left and start Anthony, bench Garnacho is what I think. What do you, what do you say? Yeah, I think so. To start Anthony, really good on the system player. Garnacho, not yet a starter. I don't think he can get plus minutes yet in his lengths. Doesn't have the experience of the games yet, so definitely a big impact with his pace. Like over the last 20 30 minutes, he can pass it. Exactly, so yeah, like it's impossible to catch that dude when he's like doing the box. Did that last time he 
He swerved and that played that ball and then City don't exactly don't digress. Both his feet work. Even his left feet, even his left foot works like so well. Garnacho, like he's a super sub for real. All you right. know, honestly, like I don't know if I have to bench Sancho or like bench Anthony Sancho is the most improved player from last season. He can. He's very versatile. Can fit in, push Mount back a little bit. Has options, but I don't know what he really offers in the game. So, exactly, Sancho is like way too versatile. I mean, he's not good at anything, any particular position anymore. He can just play a six on ten game in any given position. All right, so consensus has been reached. Wamsi Glazer and Dev Murtor decided like they're gonna sell <laughs> Sancho to Ipswich Town for twenty million and hundred percent wage. But, uh, they're gonna bench Garnacho and start the fidget spinner Anthony. So that's how it is. <laughs> We're settled. All right. Le- to the next cohort. 80 million players. To the next cohort, right? And this cohort is very interesting because potentially these are the top three players in your squad. But our host who dis- who made this presentation decided to like mess with people's heads. So let's go. Let me start with them only. Uh, Arsenal boys, Odegaard. Rice or star boy Saka? I mean, you cannot not start Saka. So I think that's pretty settled, I guess. You know? um, I don't know, bro. Yeah? You I don't, don't know that, that. You won't start Saka? Actually, I... He's the best winner in the Fuck world. Him. Not best, but I, I made I'm like, why did I make this? I made this and I'm like, why the fuck did I make this? Um. Okay, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Uh, who are you okay. going? Who so, are you yeah, going to with me? I mean, we can't. We can't. Uh, franchise player, star boy, we just can't. It's just impossible, right? The yeah. second most valuable player in the world. Yeah. Can't do it. I don't think. Um, yeah, I don't start think. Start Saka. Yeah. And... Uh, what next? Oh, God. I'm oh. dreading this. I am dreading this. West Ham, West Ham is calling with a 70 million bid. Cheeky bid. Before think, the transfer. I think... Or who? Or Rice. I think... Or Rice. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think they want rice back. No, I think I think I'll stick with Odegaard. I think I'll bench Odegaard because rice is not rice is no good from bench. So you either play him or you sell. No, 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 no. Nah, no, 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 no. We sell it. Sell Odegaard. No, hundred percent. No, no, I don't think so. I think I think rice is. Don't no, think so. No, I think rice is no good. I think I think he has replacement in Vieira. Uh, you you've seen last season. No, I think rice is. Too good, and he's his potential is just too good. I think Odegaard is a, you know, we you do realize where Arteta is going with this, right? With yeah. the team, he's going for like long passes. He's going for people who can like create from behind, from like uh, from deep positions and stuff. Odegaard is more of like a front creator, short 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 pass player, and everything. I think the team will eventually evolve from him. That's just my opinion. I don't know. But, I think maybe maybe I'm just. I'm ready. I think I'm, Rice is here for like 15 yeah. years, 10 years. No, I'm, I'm ready to. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm okay to concede, but I just feel like I have too much loyalty to, towards Odega about the benching part. Just because I don't feel like none of these players can have an impact off the bench. So I would rather never bring them on and make some money on Odega. I would definitely have. Because uh, I know that Fabio Vera is going to be good. I, 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 I firmly yeah. believe in that boy. Yeah. So I think we can we can agree on this. Yeah, yeah. Right. We're so, gonna we're gonna no. sell sell our El Capitano. I I so I've got it. I've got it. So our McKenzie consultants from for Arsenal have spoken. They are going to retain Bukayo Saka only to miss that last penalty in the Champions League final and lose them the trophy. And they're gonna bench Declan Rice oh, and sell Odegaard to United. Unfortunately, 
which will take it so <laughs> this is what we have okay that was a uh, that one. we're not doing that <laughs> that was a tough one even it, it was hurtful for me to to sell odegard but i'll take it whatever you guys decide now back to dev and wamsi right arguably the three best players in our squ- in united squad rashford bruno fernandes casemiro start bench sell who do you want to start yeah, first wamsi oh my god they're keeping our captain and i do the same <laughs> i don't know why we do it but i think role wise i mean i personally would start casemiro out of these three if we only have to start one it has to be casemiro there is no one else who can play his role in in our present team they're interesting you say casemiro one of my favorite players by the so i just feel he doesn't have the legs he is not the player he used to be ஒருத்தியாசிமிரோல் He's, he's a linchpin man like somebody needs to occupy that role we are only occupying that role because bruno has really been out for the most but if we move bruno back and like our luton town supporter said if we buy him it's easy easy choice easy choice i don't know that's just how i'm thinking we have to start changing yeah it does make sense then, then so maybe, maybe yeah then show bruno they come uh-huh. up and, ஸ்டார்டிங்ஸ்ரோ <laughs> You can send Rashi also for me. Only if you buy him. Exactly. <laughs> you know, something on those grounds. What the fuck? This is not a football manager, bro. You guys don't have a billion dollars. Rashford is being almost ineffective in that number nine position. On the left wing, we can probably develop Garnacho. Center, number nine, we got Hoyland. So yeah. probably sell Rashford. start bruno or casemiro bench bruno or casemiro what do you say yeah yeah i i see it i see it but i also feel like we can retain rashi manchester and boy just born and bred hard to get those kind exactly of exactly It's only so all the emotional factors are towards rashford nothing game related why 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 is it i have not like i guess it's a coin toss with him okay definitely keeping bruno Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, I just want to start Rashi for age factor. Age is not going to matter. He can go for 19 minutes, man. So just now. Exactly. Then. Or definitely like Casemiro to Saudi. Saudi like the part. All right, like like many things the Glazers do, this was also very botched. I don't understand what they have done, but I think they're finally keeping Bruno Fernandes as the starter, benching Marcus Rashford, 
because some manchunian connection they want to keep with the fans and uh, sell casimiro to ali tafar um uh, was slight putting marcus greenwood in <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, next one. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Okay. So now going, moving to the backbone of most teams, right? Like, and these are the best three defenders in our opinion in each teams. And let's switch it up a bit. Let's start with the United boys and keep them, give them some time back. This should be easy, right, guys? United guys. Uh, Dave and Wamsi, Varan, Juan Bissaka, Lisandro Martinez. Start bench set. Start Licha. What do you say, Wamsi? Yeah, of course. There's there is one of the best in our places. I mean, this is Arteta's talent. He wanted him so bad. Yeah. And Pelbo, especially after performances this season, I think we should bench Bisaka and sell Varan. Mm-hmm. Varan way past his prime. Yeah, he's there for vibes. He's just there for vibes. So. He spends more time. Him and Martial are best friends in the, in the doctor's office every day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right, United boys have spoken. They're keeping starting Leecha, benching Juan Bisaka, and selling Varan to Alitafak, hopefully. Um, all right, Arsenal boys, this is like a really tough question, in my opinion, but you guys should answer. Gabriel, for us. William Saliba, and Benny White. Benny White. This is so tough for us, bro. But I think starting spot is straightforward. That was so for you guys. That was simple. The defensive one I made a... Could I have done better there to make it harder for you guys? No, right? No, they don't have the best. Um, Luke Shaw. Maybe Luke Shaw instead of... I mean, all the options. I, I, yeah, probably Luke Shaw. Yeah. For Van Bissaka. It's okay. Now, okay, we will deal with the hard one. Uh, yeah. Dude, let's just let's just start Saliba. I mean, there's no to. debate there. No, no, yeah. We can't not do that. We have to start Saliba. Dude, this, you know what? Uh, Gabriel is my... Like, I really, really like him. I like him. I mean, I rate Saliba more than Gabriel. But I like Gabriel more, right? It's just the player, the personality and everything else. And, personality, yeah. yeah. And I, but then Saliba is going to be a world beater. No, no, 100%. Right? I'm not... You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not... Oh, that's Galactico. Not, yeah, that's not in contention. That's not in contention. We're, we're starting Saliba. Uh, for sure. But uh, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, I, I'm really, really surprised that he's not been... He's not starting any of our games, right? And there has to do something with Saudi and like approaches they they made, because he was starting up until Community Shield, and then all of a sudden he's just out of the team. I don't think it's Saudi. I just think it's the it's Arteta and his like what he's thinking of from the team. Don't think Saudi has anything to play with it. But yeah. um, I mean, let's forget about what Arteta does. He could very well come back to Gabriel next season. Let's just I know for a fact that, and you know for a fact that Ben White is just like you know Arteta ball. Like mixed into one player, he's everything. Yeah. There's no way Arteta is gonna bench him, and there's no way that he he's not replaceable. To I don't think Timber replaces him. No one has, can replace what he does for us. No, no, I was just I was just trying to defend Gabriel because I, we were gonna sell him. So I, I'm with you there. Don't worry. <laughs> I, with me, right? Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. I mean, Let's it's easy. It. Yeah. Ben White is versatile. Dude. Like he can yeah. play centre back. He can play. He can probably run behind yeah, the pair. He can, he can be right Personality-wise, so, also, yeah. he's he's good. He plays through injuries. Yeah. He's he's a he's a big guy. He's a little cheeky, and he's yeah. like a you know it has he has a shit house read him. So I think yeah. Yep. Uh, so this is what we have. 
uh finally yeah i hope everyone's happy with it i am still yeah. not i'm still not happy with selling obregard but okay i i think i've made peace with it now <laughs> yeah, it is peace it, it is interesting how united boys chose to discard their highest money signings in each of those segments yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah i didn't know this <laughs> yeah the different era united versus their season after season Yeah, it just shows yeah, that uh, <laughs> once the players are fucked up royally and just rectifying all this error. Oh my god! I feel like they're selling all players from a different all boys like yeah. the, the, the Sancho hard back in the day, Casemiro hard back in the day, Varane hard back in the day. Just kept what's working right now. Right. So keep your yeah. answers in mind because this will lead. We'll call you out for your BS. in your next segment you've been leading come. up to this point like all of the previous segments have been leading up to this very segment because uh, this is going to be the the combined 11 yeah now uh nihal go ahead yeah so for the segment for combined 11 let's start with position by position so the way it goes is everyone quickly just give your pick for one position if we have out of the four people that who are voting if we have a clear winner we'll put that player into the position if it's a tie i will jump in and settle the tie but that's how it goes right like let's start debating from position to position from goalkeeper all the way to the attackers right yeah so, and uh, out of the teams like bamsi and uh, dev whoever feels more strongly about that player and come and present and from me and animesh if we feel like that pair should be in the 11 one of us will come through and if we want to concede we concede you guys want to concede you concede if we can't make a decision the luton town fan will make it for us very in a very unbiased way because i trust him yeah okay let's go okay so first up uh, onana versus ramsdale dev has to be ramsdale onana is yet to prove his mettle in the premier league so i mean i really don't think anyone That's would easy. afford me on that for now at least told you guys sir bamsi Oh, I, I don't think Ramsdale places fixed in Arsenal's squad itself this season. So I don't know. It's a toss-up. Given Premier League experience, maybe Ramsdale. Just pure experience. All right. I I should just skip the Arsenal boys at this point, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. To, it has to be. Ramsdale. It has to be Ramers. So yeah. Yeah. I I mean I I don't know how you guys conceded so easily. It would have been a debate for me. Like I, I was yeah. ready to give up Ramsdale for Onana just because of the fact that Onana has played in a Champions League final. He's he's been in bigger stages, and I don't know how you guys gave up that easily. But okay, I'll take. Not it. enough evidence. I mean, you guys don't watch the. Uh, I mean, you haven't seen the the leagues, the Serie A and and Dutch leagues. He's been. Really good. I mean, arguably, two years, three years back, he was still one of the best—not one of the best, but really good. And Ramos was playing for like Sheffield, so I don't know. Gave up very easily there, but I will take it. No, I, I think I agree because I think even at a point I remember before his ban, Arsenal were linked to him like aggressively. Like we were gonna go after him. We almost had a contract, and then we backed yeah. out because of his, uh, you know, ban and whatnot stuff. So I agree, but I will still take Ramsdale. All right. Take it. Switching it up, like thanks, Nira, for rubbing it in United boys' face. Ah, uh, the backline. Let's start with the fullbacks. Um, Ramsey's favorite person, left back. Ah, uh, Dave Shaw or Zinchenko. Shaw, I think Shaw. I mean, he's injured right now, but I would choose Shaw over Zinchenko. Yeah, Animesh. I mean, I I can see the reason for Shaw. He's a defender, but I think Zinchenko brings so much more. 
uh, is defending can be, I would say, not up to the mark when, it, when compared to Shaw, but then the attacking output, the the command of the ball, the way he settles down play and calm the nerves down. So I think the overall package, I would put, put Sinchenko above Shaw. One second before you make up your mind. This is not like Arteta's team or Ten Hag's team. Let's assume yeah. that Jose Jose Mourinho is going to manage this team, whatever yeah. is the combined heaven. Or no, no, Espirito Santos. No, no. Santos, please. Yeah. Whoever, also, like, think of it like a traditional positions. Yes, Arteta has a different flavor. Eric Ten Hag has a different flavor. But think of like a more holistic view. Right? We are just going for the better player here. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. Defensively, offensively, whatever. Yeah, and also I feel like um, I feel like the players that I'm choosing overall, the total eleven, I feel like Zinchenko fits into that right side of the eleven pretty well. So cool. Nirav, Zinchenko, Shaw. Zinchenko, hundred thousand percent. Wonky. Um, the player I like is actually injured Timber, by the way. I think he's better than both of us. Oh, yeah. All right. So oh, yeah, can we, fuck can yes, we, we, we're we gonna, we're gonna, can we, can, can we, we do that? Yeah, can we do that? I thought we can only pick from the ones on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you guys think yeah. that there's any other yeah. player Let's that is not it. on the screen, go for it. I'm, uh, we're, we're taking Timber 100%, 100% like over, uh, yeah. uh, sure. Do you guys want to debate that or uh, do you, are you guys going to, con- because Vamsi is going to concede defeat never, anyway, he hates Shaw. I'm not going to listen to any other thing. Like, you know it. We Every podcast we hear like five minutes of rant towards Shaw. So, let's, uh, okay, let's end it there. We're talking about average players. Next <laughs> <laughs> Dave, are you ready to accept the accept it here? Yeah. We'll go with the majority. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Next position. So, Timber? Right back. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that was just to fuck with me, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was just to fuck with you, yeah. Uh, so, right. right back, right? Uh, we have shouts for Juan Bisaka, Diego Dalo, Benny White, Tommy Asso, also Party, why not? Right? So, Party, uh, any I'll day. Start, I'll start with Animesh, clearly he thinks no, Party ben, is any day. No, 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 uh, just kidding. Ben White, Ben White has to be there. Like no questions for me. I think he's better. He's better at everything than all the other players that were on that list. Agreed. Ben White, Wamsi. No debate. Well, now Van Bissaka. Just one way on day. Before you Van Bissaka too. He can be way better than Yes, Come on, bro. He's a Crystal Palace player. Van Bissaka was always so good. One on one, he was so good. But off late in the last two matches, he has also been improving. You know, his on-the-ball movement. So, especially after the last two games, Van Bissaka, without a doubt, on the right back. He's, he, yeah, improvement for sure. But he's not... A, ben White is like Rolls-Royce, man. He's he, he, he's his control, his everything, his off-ball movements. He's he's a proper midfielder playing in right back. He's really good. I don't know. I'm ready to debate that. Exactly. That's the kind of slight <laughs> that Van Bissaka puts in. The, it's almost impossible to beat Bissaka one-on-one. Or if you're sprinting away, you're like a winger sprinting away, there's no way Bisaka is going to let you go. So I think just speaking from the defensive perspective, I think it has to be Bisaka. I think I mean, it's... But, yeah, you can lock down a player in a game. I don't think any other player on this list can lock down a player and like take him out of a game except Bisaka. I agree to that. I, I, know, I agree to that part of it. But I think we've seen enough evidence from Baidi to... Or, you know, playing against best winger in the world. Like, I remember Zaha last year uh, at the Palace ground and he pocketed him 
big time. He, I mean, there are days when obviously he's not as good as Van Bissaka when it comes to pure, pure defending, 1v1 defending. Uh, but like the amount of uh, ball detention he has, the passes that he can cut through the midfield, through the passing lanes, the way he can just, you know, uh, release the players from a point of defense to a point of attack. I think uh, that is, in itself is a lot, much, much, much more compared to Van Bissaka. I mean, Van Bissaka is not an offensive player. People like United fans have been after winning Van Bissaka for like three seasons now, just because he cannot play in the attacking third at all. And all of us know that. He might have improved on it in the last two games, but then that's not enough evidence for me to pick him up over Ben White. It's very, this is this one is very hard for me to give up. I would have given up Ramsdale, I'm telling you, very easily. Um, Timber also could maybe have given up if you guys would have debated more. But this I'm not ready to give up, dude. I think White is like a different dimension of player than than Van Bissaka. Every yeah. manager in the world. I mean, yeah, you can start Van Bissaka sometimes to close games out and everything. But Pep Guardiola ain't picking Van Bissaka over Ben White. Let's just say that. Okay, one last argument. Okay, only one of those right backs have won something in the last year. Guess who? <laughs> what logic is that, dude? Okay, wait, wait. Are you forgetting? If you're considering community, oh sorry, Carling yeah. Cup, we won community shield. So let's let's settle that debate right there. That's and, he, that and he won the championship too, by the way. Ben White won the championship. He was the team uh, player of the year for Brighton Leeds, right? and player of the year for Leeds. Yeah. Has Van Bissaka been the player of the year for any team? I don't know, maybe. ंगलहैंडली सेव points for united by like di- last ditch tackles in the last minute that i can think of benny white was playing in this team which is completely has a lot of control and possession if i have to pick in my team being luton town where last ditch defending is of utmost importance i think i would definitely want to have one bisaka in my team who would like claw that ball back from any kind of attacker in the world and this could be very contentious but for the sake of moving on Please agree with this Luton Town idiot and let's pick Mod- one. Moderator is biased here. I don't agree with him. I'm just kidding. Let's move on. Fine. From a small club, bro. Don't make use of Ben White. <laughs> yeah, don't want Rolls Royce. Don't want something tank. Uh, okay. Uh, I think one player which I confidently think that I don't need to ask anyone and move on is Saliba. Let's just put him in there. Let's. I think all of us here are like simping for Saliba, Nirav. So right, I think his partner in crime is also crying everywhere <laughs> on the left side. <laughs> I feel like this one is easy for all of us. Yeah. I think let's uh, we can also give them Licha, and we can yeah, take. Yeah. So I think Licha Saliba is going to be a pretty yeah, hardcore uh, centre back pairing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think we all of us have any debate there. So let's just yep. end that and let's let's take them. Sure. Let's go to the tougher ones now. Yep. So our back four and the goalkeeper settled. We're starting with Ramsdale on the left. We have Zinchenko Timber on the right back. We have Aaron Van Bissaka, um, and the centre back pairing is Licha and Saliba. Let's see who. This is what Arteta wanted to build. <laughs> with the Van Bissaka, maybe, but uh, yeah, cool. Uh, let's see who plays in front of them. Like, let's start with 
the defensive pivot, uh, the CDM position. Uh, let's start with Nirav. Who are you picking uh, over Party, Rice, uh, Casemiro, and Menu? <laughs> Never played a competitive Premier League game. I don't think he counts. Uh, so I think we'll I think we'll pick uh, we'll pick Declan Rice just because uh, one of the best loan pivots in this world. Uh, everyone wants him in every team, so why not? Wamsi. Who are we? Who are Le- Luton Town? Yeah. He's also played for West Ham, so he can play for Luton Town. Just by the way. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't come to me to settle, but Wamsi. It's a tough one. Very tough one. I'm, I'm picking Casemiro just because experience in that role is very, very important. Captain Rice is very good. Experience? experience six six years of Premier League experience. What are you talking yeah. about? Two plus Premier League games. What do you want? What else? What is experience then? Nah, don't. Big games, world, like world-class games. Deciding he, he's played a European final also now. Yes. And and a Euro <laughs> final also what, now. What else do you want in 24 years of age playing for West Ham, man? If I had to pick a combined level, and if I had that back foot, I would want experience to sit right in front of it. Not someone with seven years of primary experience, but somebody who's beaten everybody in the world, uh, won everything in the world. I want somebody like that in front of it. But, but so was Ronaldo, right? You remember that guy last year? He he was the same. Yeah, 19 goals, buddy. 100%. You still ended up winning him, right? See, um, yeah. So, Dude, see, there, there was a season we played him every game. Champions League bailed our asses. We were playing CL also in that like, Europa also he played. He was really good. He was really, really good. Just shit went south, man. No, 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 no. It was really good. Yeah. All right. But don't you think, I mean, don't you think like Rice is just like perfect for that position and Casemiro right now, I know he's good. He's been really good, but he has reached already his ceiling and there's nothing new for us to see from him, right? Rice, we don't know what he does. That he carries, but we know where, where that goal threat ceiling is. We know how many goals he scores in us. He's been playing for 14 seasons. We know exactly how many goals. We don't know with Rice. He's been playing in a team. He's been being held back in a team and playing basically all of the midfield roles for West Ham. We don't know what he's capable of uh, in the final eight and final third. That's exactly and, why I didn't pick him. We don't know. But we know exactly what he's capable as as a lone pivot. That's the position we're picking him in. So he's world class in the position he's at, and we don't know what his ceiling is in in of offensively. Dave, do you agree? We're yeah. finally going with Rice over Casemiro. See, I was gonna pick Casemiro over there, but keeping. I mean, that being said, I would have probably gone for Rice a little later, but I still am adamant on Casemiro there. A p a leader on pitch, he knows what it is like to win. He knows what it is like to, you know, turn games around. Yeah. I mean, I for me, it is literally a no-brainer, Casemiro in that position. Yeah. I think, the for me, the where I made the decision for Rice over Casemiro is, Casemiro for United has that attacking output, which is very useful for United. But if you're making a combined team and this position is like a lone pivot, which doesn't necessarily the attacking output is the thing that jumps out of my mind. I could go ahead and put Rice because of the legs that he has and the longevity and the work rate that he brings in. But if it's for United, I don't think Rice would have fit in for United and I'm glad we didn't go for that signing because 
we from our defensive midfielder we needed that attacking output and if you think last game game week 3 he forced that red card with that ball like and those are the things that casemiro brings into our team like the leadership turning around and also that attacking output so i think um deckers is going to show you new levels bro this season yeah nihal one more thing right like like casemiro playing next to like two top class midfielders in like probably one of the best teams in the world we're trying to make the best team okay okay done bro done we're we'll done we're we'll done here deckers you can't go wrong you can pick him we got him animesh we got him you yeah. right all right quickly let's go to the next two eight positions um i have three shouts for this position and uh, first let me know if you guys agree with this three shouts and then we have to come down to two uh one is odegaard right second shout for me in this position is bruno fernandes third shout for me in this position is christian eriksen and the fourth shout for me in this position this is a tough one but i want to put kai havertz out there um you guys agree with these four positions and then distilling to two or no let's start there kai havertz should really not be on that list i guess it's a fourth shot agreed do we all people agree here do we all let's get him out i i i agree to that not yet not yet i mean agree okay. i also agree there's Let, no debate there let's make it easy kai is out of that list so out of the three distill it to two Yeah, I would pick Bruno or Dele to defend the guys. I think it's quite defense. unbalanced. Exactly, Bruno in front of a young guys. Y'all are trying to play the exact by the way, guys, and two attacking guys, and you're saying it's unbalanced. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, sure, if you want to say that, but we're also playing Parthi as right back who inverts into a defensive midfielder. So if you watch Arsenal games, Rice is not completely a lone pivot in attack, but in defense yeah sure i understand um, but i think bruno i think the, the problem here is right havertz defensively is okay he's not crazy he's not like pressing like nuts he's he's aerially good so that's why he occupies that position and is a physical presence there but he's not someone like bruno or odegaard who's just so central controllers and they just run they can run they can track back they can do crazy things like athletically so maybe it's better to have bruno and odegaard with rice rather than uh, anything else i don't think there's any other midfielder on in both teams who can occupy that position number 10 and number 8 i think i would give number 8 to odegaard who can be a little bit of like a cent- midfield controller and i would give number 10 to bruno who can you know ping in balls inside and provide some threat in the final third i think that would be a great combination rice odegaard and bruno sounds Sexy to me. I'm yeah. totally in for right. uh, for Bruno and like Odegaard, but I would also slightly consider Jorginho. Bruno and Jorginho also would be a good, you know, good midfield ahead of Rice. But yeah, that would be my secondary option. Primarily, of course, it has to be Odegaard and Bruno. I guess combined eleven wise, you have to pick the best. And I uh, first eleven, I would uh, pick against any team. I would pick these two or any of this uh, this midfield. So yeah, considering the whole team, I think this is a good uh, good option, except for Van Bissaka, right. obviously. Yeah, I still. Bruno was insane yesterday. Bro, I saw somebody like lob a ball. I don't know how long it was in the air, and Bruno just picks it out there and things like he puts a cross in that. That was just insane skill, bro, to do that. I don't know. I don't know how he just ran. I think that was too much. 
Midfielder settled the second most expensive British transfer with uh, two captains of either teams. Um, let's. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. That's leadership. <laughs> it's leadership for you, and it could our leadership could have been better if we picked Casemiro, but fine. Uh, let's see. Let nice as a leader. It's not like we're picking, uh, you know, someone who's absolutely not a leader or something. We're picking Rice. He's a leader. It's he's been a captain. So conference conference league winner and the second most expensive transfer. And proud hammer. (laughs) It's hammer. Proud gunner. Yeah. So let's let's move to the easy pickings. Um, I feel like no one would disagree with putting. Uh, Anthony as right wing. Bukayo Saka for right wing. Any yeah. anyone strongly disagrees? Raise your voice now or forever hold your peace. Everyone's holding like their putting peace. him regardless. It's Bukayo Saka. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone's taking note. If somebody disagrees with him, let's pour your water. All right. Um, That's. I mean, this is not debatable. Let's actually, just go. Go ahead. Actually, the next one I want to like. Pivot and ask the United boys because as a Luton Town supporter, I don't think any United player deserves a shout for striker. But of the recent games that I'm seeing of Arsenal, there is an interesting, interesting development that is coming up. Would you pick Gabby, fully fit Gabby Jesus, or fully fit Eddie Enkitia? Dave. Fully fit Gabby Jesus, someone who can kind of play that false nine role, drop into the midfield whenever needed. A fully fit Gabby Jesus, but yeah, fully fit is the key word here. Yeah, and yeah, dude, I love Gabby J full fitness. Like he run through a whole defense and looks so silky doing it. It's insane. It's a, I, to be honest, I don't agree with this. I would put Rashford up there. A rogue shout, but I know Rashford doesn't like to. No, no, listen to me. No, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I, I know Rashford. He, he wants to compromise United. No, 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 not really. But like, I, I, I mean, I, I get that he doesn't like to play in that number eight position, but he doesn't like to be the traditional. He's not good at it, man. But he's he's a, not he's good at it. Not a, again, he's, he's not, not the player. Gabby Jesus is not a good centre forward. I would say. I mean, I would argue the same, right? Like, he's a good ball playing, attacking midfielder he's... at best. He can play right wing, left wing, whatever. He's pretty multi-dimensional, but he doesn't. He's not a finisher. And I mean, what I'm trying to say here is like, if you, I'm just gonna mute. <laughs> but if you listen to me, if you put if you put Fernandez, oh, sorry, Rashford out there, and don't ask him to play the traditional number nine, let him drift and float around and make switches with like whoever is on the left. I think he can be great. I mean, that's my opinion. Totally, <laughs> Luton Town. Can you afford this luxury? Of this drifting centre forward. <laughs> that's but that's what Gabby Jesus is, isn't he? He's never in his striking no, starting. No, he can play. He can. He has a zone. He plays centre forward. The only thing he's not really good at is probably like you know being super clinical in front of goal. But he gets into goal scoring positions. He does everything a centre forward has to do. And Rashford scores those he's goals. The best I mean, pressing centre forward. I this, see the case you're making. Gabby yeah, I see the case. Like I've seen Gavin J do this like a bunch of times. Like they'll be play when they're going on the right hand side, and then he arrives at the right point from the right wing and then the ball drops and it's all the ball. Jeez, sure, yeah, but that's that's a very tra- like transferable Arteta attacking system. Uh, yeah, but so here we're we're. Also, we're going for like hold up play. I don't. I think Gabby Jesus is yeah. one of the best out of Agreed. the three that we have. 
uh, Rashford is a hundred percent as a left winger and probably like fifty percent as a striker. You're just exactly. not unleashing his full potential. So I think there's no debate here. Jesus has to be. I mean, to be honest, if you think about the left position, then would you pick? Anyways, we'll go there. But my my thought of going Rashford was to stuff in Martinelli because. I don't think I can leave him out. But anyway, me, we'll transition me to as that. A host, we have to concede. Me as a host, I'm seeing through Animesh's bullshit. He wants to put Rashford out there so he can get Gabby Martinelli. But exactly. I can't, I on, can't guys, take the wonders. <laughs> and like put a half-baked, half of a... Like what Neerav and Dave were getting to is Rashford is half the player that he is when he plays number nine as opposed to left wing. It's not his best position. Right, Dave? That's what you're alluding to, right? Yeah, so... But, yeah. With, but with Bruno Fernandes, Odegaard, Timber inverting, Saliba clearing up the back, Leicha being ruthless, I think he can do his thing and he can be a better player. He doesn't have to deal with the... You, he's not a good player in the United midfield because United midfield was bad. But he might just turn up with midfield. I, I, I see the Leave case. it, my guy. But Martinelli is warming the bench, bro. Unfortunately, Martinelli has so to be in there. Martinelli but, uh, has to be in there. Now I have to have right. build up a case for Martinelli See, over Rashford. I, I feel like I feel like everyone's I feel like everyone's been pretty fair in this uh, uh, combined eleven, and it's been it's coming up to be like a pretty fair one. So we have to be fair here. I think it's fair. And I think Rashford in the left wing is just more established and more like yeah, I don't more, know, proven. The, more proven. He can he can do it. Like Martinelli is amazing. On the yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. But we have okay, with Rashford uh, on the left hand side with, uh, with Timber and Odegaard. I just see like goals, and I, I see a lot of things here. So I don't think we should debate this. One more thing that yeah, I haven't yeah. like, honestly, genuinely, why I think Rashford over Martinelli is um, again keep me. You guys should keep me honest. Is I've seen a lot of Rashford's clutch moments. He plays seventy bad minutes. Last 20 minutes, he's on the pitch. He gets us that goal to win, to equalize, to do something. Like, he has his moments, like, where he can turn on, switch it up, be that clutch performance. I haven't, I don't know enough that Martinelli does something like that uh, when, like, he switches off or switches on. I feel like he's more consistent throughout the game. But you need that flair coming, like, from your attackers. And I think Rashford has that. And Wamsi, Dave, do you guys agree? Yeah, totally. I mean, yesterday's game, out of nothing, he was he was invisible the whole game. His last second defenders are tired. Just back, back, back. Absolutely. I mean, he can literally create from the left, and like we have already, we are over the fact that he is a way better player on the left wing. So I don't think it should even be a discussion about the left wing. So okay. no doubt, Martin, no, no, no. he is good. He is Brazilian, but still. I'll... Animesh, when Gabi Martinelli does it on a cold mass in PSG, right? On a cold mass in PSG. Exactly. This is this is the season. This is this is the season when it's gonna happen. Martinelli is amazing. No, but like, okay, hear me out here, right? Hear me out. Rashford had 16 goals in the Premier League. Martinelli had 15. If you look at the XG figures, it was somewhere. Rashford basically scored as much as his like XG. Martinelli outperformed his XG by four or five. And he had just moments, right? Like he scored in the first minute against Liverpool that basically set us up to a win against Liverpool in the, for the first time in like seven, eight, whatever, next number of years. And uh, he was basically running right on that left channel all the time. He was beating players, he's spacey. He does everything that he would want from a player. And Rashford did have clutch, did have clutch moments, but also because United were so open and counter-attacking all the time. So if you just ping the ball, he has the speed. You can do with the Arsenal were 
it aims you to sit back, sit behind uh, in front of the goal, and you have to like carve your way through when you're playing against Arsenal, and that's what kind of like goes against Martinelli on that argument. But okay, I'm happy to concede, but I still feel like Rashford from the middle, Martinelli from the left, and we have a banger of a team. There. Banger of a team! What a team! Amazing players. Everyone's so good at their position. Crazy team and Van Bissaka. Oh shit! I I. Let's just not let's just play with ten. Okay, dude, you guys criminal here. Okay, yeah. This team deserves Ben White, but okay, we'll 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 take it. We'll take it. Maybe maybe if you're playing a big team, I'll have to say that Van Bissaka would defend better, sure, because we have such good players attacking wise. We have really good players attacking wise, so I'm not like too concerned about that. I think Van Bissaka could defensively. Um, I want to ask good. our Luton boy who's been so so far. If you had to pick a manager. Who would you pick? Oh. Sam Allardyce. Great answer. Great answer. Loved it. Answer? No, I mean, honestly, I would pick Josie. The thing with this team is, um, you don't need like a star manager, star system. The players do speak for themselves. They play better, and um, whoever. Whoever manages this team should be good, but I think like I think Nira was alluding to this. If Jose Mourinho has this team, I think he'll win the Champions League. Like it's it, it just looks like his team set up and just like bombard, uh, defend well, and then like attack in those moments. Uh, so yeah, special one, three times. Respect. Respect. All right, let's go. Last segment. Um. Now we're at the last segment. This is going to be quick predictions for the game next week. I know all of this is for the game next week. It's going to be a banger of a game. Um, and uh, you ask me first, now. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Sure. Really, really quick. I'm gonna also like record this so I know exactly what where we are at this. Uh, Bumsi preps for next game. Next game week. First goal scorer of the game. Fuck Saka. Saka, unexpected star of the game. Howards. Howards. What? Wow. If there's if there's a red card, who gets it? Kase. Kase. Final score of the game. Two one Arsenal. Wow. <laughs> Worst player on the pitch. Mm. Ericsson. Ericsson. And finally, who will win the tactical ba- battles? It has to be Arteta, right? Because he said. Okay, amazing, amazing threads. Crazy. Um, let's go to Animesh. Uh, okay, first goal scorer of the game. Uh, Star boy, Bukayo. Bukayo. If there's a red card, who gets it? Uh, this is tough. One of the United boys, I would say. I would love for it to be Bruno Fernandes, but uh, probably not. I think it'll be, it'll be Casemiro. Uh, worst player on the pitch? Worst player. Dalo. Diago Dalo. I think Saka is going to cook him. Um, uh, unexpected start of the game? Uh, let's see. I don't really know. Maybe Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey. Okay. Uh, and finally, uh, now who will win the tactical battle? Arteta or Ten Hag? Just the Arteta. one word. Arteta. Final score of the Three game. 2-1 Arsenal. 3-1 Arsenal. Okay, let's go, Dave. Uh, first goal scorer of the game. 
I think it will be like a difficult game to you know open the scoring and keeping that in mind I think it will be Casemiro like you know it's not going to be the conventional winger or striker scoring the first goal is what I think amazing uh if there's a red card who gets it a red card Casemiro after scoring his goal right after scoring his goal <laughs> worst player on the pitch worst player on the pitch I'm very I mean as much as i love bruno as much as i love united he has in the past failed to show up on big occasions so maybe bruno wow um unexpected start of the game i have two for this actually it has to be either garnacho or anthony amazing anthony would be quite crazy um who will win the tactical ba- battle according to you ten hag or arteta regardless of the score arteta ramos Wow. Um unexpected start of the game. Aaron Van Bissaka. <laughs> Who will win the tactical battle regardless of the score? Uh so the thing is we all know Arteta's genius he will come up he'll come up but I think Eric Ten Hag will trump him with his anti-Arteta tactics this game. Exactly. Amazing. Final score. If Ten Hag wins it's just going to be a reaction to Arteta. Yeah. Final score of the game. Final score It'll be a tough game to score a lot of goals. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I think 1-1. Amazing. Um uh I'm going to go we- first goal scorer of the game is going to be uh, Eddie. If there's a red card who gets it it's going to be Parthi. Uh worst player on the pitch is going to be Kai. Unexpected star uh, of the game is going to be Anthony. Final scorer of the game is going to be to all and who will win the tactical battle will be Ten Hag. because uh, he's going to um cuz arteta play, uh, players won't be able to perform what arteta has coached uh but still we'll get goals i think we'll get we'll get goals first and then united will come back that's what i feel hmm. yep interesting awesome so let's see let's hold everyone to the spreads here uh, i have everyone's spreads and um yeah that's our that's our episode It was a really, really fun episode, and we wrapped it up. We we said we we're gonna wrap it wrap it up in forty five, but it took us one hour forty five, nonetheless. Um, and yeah, thanks, thank you guys for joining in. Um, I know that uh, next week is a big, big game for both teams, so let's see what happens, and um, yeah, let's see if whatever we discussed over here actually comes into fruition. It, it would be really nice to see how the game goes. 